Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. In 1978, under direction of cult leader Jim Jones, 909 members of the People's Temple died by murder-suicide. Somehow, he sold these people on following him from Redwood Valley in Northern California to Jonestown, Guyana, and eventually in ending their lives. Jim Jones was liked and respected by some people before the tragic mass suicide in Jonestown. He was initially seen as a charismatic leader who advocated for racial integration, social justice, and equality. He even attracted a diverse group of followers and received support from some political figures and civil rights activists. For example, George Moscone, then mayor of San Francisco, who appointed Jones to the San Francisco Housing Authority Commission in 1976, and Willie Brown, who later became the mayor of San Francisco and speaker of the California State Assembly, praised Jones publicly and even attended People's Temple events. However, as the cult's activities became increasingly concerning, and reports of abuse and control surfaced, Jones' reputation began to decline. In their final days, Jones ordered his followers to drink a cyanide-laced fruit punch that led to the poisoning and death of the majority of the community, including children. Some members were forced to consume the poison against their will, while others were shot or killed by other means if they resisted. Jones himself died from a gunshot wound, which is believed to be self-inflicted. The tragic event is considered one of the largest deliberate loss of life in a single incident in modern history, including acts of war. This mass suicide, as I said before, claimed the lives of over 900 people, including Jones himself, further cementing his infamy as a dangerous and manipulative cult leader. But In the beginning, Jones was liked by some pretty prominent people. In 2001, a massive business deception sold by its leaders led to Enron's sudden bankruptcy, wiping out employee pensions and causing massive investor losses, ultimately revealing one of the largest corporate frauds in history. This scandal involved Kenneth Lay, Jeffrey Skilling, and Andrew Fastow who exploited accounting loopholes, manipulated financial statements, and concealed massive debts. As top executives, they engaged in a complex, fraudulent energy trading scheme, artificially inflating Enron's revenue and stock price. Enron's leaders were generally liked and respected within the business community. It was considered an innovative and successful company, and its top executives, including Kenneth Lay, Jeffrey Skilling, and Andrew Fastow, were seen as talented and visionary leaders. They were admired for their ability to transform Enron from a traditional energy company into a seemingly high-performing, cutting-edge corporation. Now, obviously, from these stories, we don't want to hire someone to sell for us just because they are smart, charismatic, talented, or especially and only because we like them. These traits can be important to a particular sales position, but in others, maybe not. Actually, 
What we do want is to recruit the best people who can sell what we sell at the right levels and in the right way. Bear with me as I repeat this. We want to recruit the best people who can sell what we sell at the right levels and in the right way. We want salespeople who sell at the highest levels and in a manner that people love and whose sales process and its end result create customers who want to buy from them or the company again and again and again. At the very least, we want the selling style of our reps to create an awesome brand. Yet recruiting this type of salesperson is a challenge for many companies. This difficulty stems from several factors, including the desire to grow at a certain pace and at all costs, the subjective nature of the hiring process, and the lack of well-defined character traits to include along with personality, cognitive, and skill requirements to direct those responsible for hiring the company's ideal salesperson. What do you think happens in many companies with a grow-at-all-cost attitude? Here are five things that occur with this attitude that decrease the chances of hiring talented people with outstanding character. Recruiting numbers over quality when staffing the phones or stores or stations. Directing recruiting personnel to source bodies without screening and then place them in front of sales managers doing unstructured interviews. Valuing profit over relationships with customers and reps. Allowing borderline and the slightly to greatly shady treatment of customers. Making decisions to hire without having a recruiting process that targets the necessary character, personality, and cognitive traits required to sell with less stress and at certain levels and in the right way. These five things dumb down the recruiting process to do we like the person or will they make enough sales to stay? And hiring becomes very subjective, not objective. Because at the end of the day, these factors and their results end with the defaulted questions, who cares about honesty or hard work ethic or personal responsibility or concern for others? Dishonest, lazy, irresponsible, and selfish are fine. Well, that's not what a majority really think. It's just what a grow-at-all-costs mentality leads to at times, especially with untrained entrepreneurs or sales leaders. Actually. Do you know what we are really saying to recruits who experience this type of recruiting process? We don't think much of our company's brand and reputation because if the mud sticks or a person fogs up a mirror, then fine, we'll hire them. As one regional director of a large insurance company once told me, Lance, we don't have a recruiting system where candidates pass or fail through its stages. We have a tube, and if they slide through, we hire them. Wow, and that was at $200,000 per turnover. Yet many companies, especially large ones, are so inefficient they just bake these losses in the P&L and still end up ahead. Maybe not stable, but ahead. Maybe with a poor reputation, but ahead. Maybe with low glass door reviews, but ahead. At least for now. So the question is, do you want to have a great company or a mediocre one? Do you want to hire someone you like or someone who can sell what you sell at the right levels and in the right way? If so, 
Memorize these five traits of conscientiousness, which make up a person's character and motivation. Honest, not dishonest or shady. Hardworking and not lazy. Personally responsible and not irresponsible. Concerned about others and not selfish. Motivated to sell at a certain level because of a specific amount of money they must earn, which can have different reasons for this income motivation depending upon a person's situation. Or motivated to sell at a certain level for competitive reasons which has been in their life for years, often in sports, but not always. These are non-negotiable traits. Let me say this again in bold letters. Non-negotiable. If they do not have them, do not hire. Of course, there may be other important traits and assets that will make it easier for them to sell what you sell as well, like a certain cognitive level or certain personality traits, or a natural market. But at the end of the day, the non-negotiable traits must be present. If you need help, we can help you with the recruiting stages, the screening steps, the assessments, and the structured interviews necessary to increase your ability to hire the best salespeople, ones with character. We can also help you with making your culture the best it can be with great onboarding and coaching systems, tools, and skills. In the meantime, this knowledge is available through books and scientific research. You have what it takes to build a great company with a great sales culture and with customers who love you and your products and services. I know you will not lead them wrongly or treat customers with cyanide-laced products and services. You will not teach your salespeople to be deceptive. Instead, I know you will treat your salespeople and your customers with integrity and with compassion and with the inspiration that will make life better for them on the job and at home. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.